Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Ortley, and I'm broadcasting this morning from the kitchen table of my friend Sonia's house here in Sag Harbor. And I'm using her phone. It is a cordless, but it's probably going to hopefully give better reception than the cell phone does. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a landline, but it's a cordless phone, so we'll see. I know when I use the cell phone, some of you write and complain that the quality is bad. So we're trying an alternative. May work, may won't, may not work, but anyway, forward we go. Uh, welcome to the weekly weather. My name is Ann Ortley. What we do here is we talk about the weather ahead and how to use it and what to do. And last week I talked a little bit about re- rulership books. So a few of you wrote, uh, and um, I want to just give you the spelling because I didn't then. Mun Casey, M-U-N. K-A-S-E-Y, and the book is actually called Astrological Thesaurus, like the the thing you look up extra words in, and it's also called House Keywords. So it's like a blue-green cover. He has it in also in digital format, so you can download it. And then the other two books were Lee Lehrman's, uh, and somebody said that that one was out of print, which I'm surprised at. But check AFA, the American Federation of Astrologers, because they often have uh, hard-to-find books, AFA, American Federation of Astrologers in Tempe, Arizona. And then the last one was Rex Bill's Rulership Book. Bill's, of course, is easy to spell, B-I-L-L-S. But Munkasey was the one that threw most of you. And what we're doing that for is to get other definitions of how our planets can behave. So we were talking that uh, one of the things I do to activate my planets is I check in with every one of them every day. And I do something that each of them like. Usually, you know, in the course of working and stuff, we do check in with all of our stuff. But the the goal is the planets that are feeling a little more neglected and activating them. Because if you activate your planets, that means that someone else isn't activating them for you, right? Because the planet is just energy. So if you leave it laying around on the kitchen table, someone else can pick it up and do it for you, which you might or might not like. So the idea is if you understand each of your energies and you're able to look at them and to say, okay, that's the energy, I get it now, Um, we'll talk, you know, I understand how to use it, right? So this week in the news, we had the hearings for Judge Kavanaugh becoming a Supreme Court judge. And one of the things that's big in the sky right now is Mars. You know, he just finished his retrograde journey. But he's exalted in Capricorn, which is his favorite sign. And, of course, Mars is the sign of the warrior. So if you watch the proceedings, they opened with a bang on on Tuesday with the moon in Cancer opposite Mars. And the closing aspect would be opposition to Mars in uh, Capricorn. So we know we're going to go in for a fight with this moon in Cancer. And uh, and the other thing that happened, so we know there's a separating aspect, which isn't good. It's kind of a hard aspect to get confirmed on. Clearly, the Senate does not have an astrologer advising them. And then we watched uh, the fighting happen. And on Thursday morning, Saturn turned direct. Now, he'd been retrograde all along. And he represents the time and karma and your work in the world. So at that point... Uh, Cory Booker, certainly a Mars guy, said, I'm going to go and break the rules, which is what out-of-bounds planets do. I'm going to go out-of-bounds. And he said, this is my Spartacus moment, right? 
Uh, and I'm like, oh, there's Mars out of bounds. And he's fighting, right, because Mars is a fighter. He's fighting to get the documents released, Venus in Libra, right? Venus is in Libra, the documents, Libra's paperwork. And, of course, Libra is the sign of lawyers and what you wrote. So we saw the astrology in action, right, as it happened. And then as Saturn turned direct, he said these were marked as secret. I'm going to get them released. I'm going to release them. I don't care if I get kicked out of the Senate. And he released them. And then the Senate Republicans said, well, we'll release them. we released them too. You know? So clearly he'd made the threat behind closed doors, and then he came forward and he did it in public. So that's an example of the action of the planets. We saw the Mars out of bounds, and we saw that you know this confirmation hearing is happening on a Mars out of bounds. So we can also expect people to behave in out-of-bounds ways. Now, also in the news, we had a rapper who died, and his girlfriend, uh, is, even though she broke up with him a while ago, is being accused of causing him to die because she broke up with him. It, again, Mars out of bounds. So with this week, we're going to actually through September 24th, we're all going to have Mars out of bounds. But this week, Mars goes back into Aquarius, and he's going to stimulate all of us when he shifts into Aquarius bright and early on uh, Monday morning. I'm sorry, bright and late on Monday evening. He shifts at 8.53 p.m. So we're really going to feel when he changes direction. And we're going to have a whole new strategic approach because he enters Aquarius. And we're also going to go, uh, he's still out of bounds, so we can expect out-of-bounds things to happen. And that's an example of using it. Now, if you have planets at the last degrees of uh, Capricorn or you have planets in early signs, uh, when Mars changes signs, well, if the planet's in the last degrees, you know, 29, Mars is there. He's stimulating those planets. If you have planets in the early degrees, he goes into Aquarius this week and he stimulates your stuff and he says, okay, let's go, because he's going to rock and roll through the early degrees this week. Um, right now he's 29.59 cap, right? And he's going to go uh, in into Aquarius on the 13th. And then by the end of the week, by the 16th, he gets to, uh, where does he get to? He gets to two, okay? So he's stimulating your zero and one and two planets. Now you look at your chart and you see what planets you have at that. And he may not be stimulating them in a hard way. He may just be energizing them. Or he may be stimulating them in a hard way. So we're out here uh, celebrating my birthday and I have a group of friends. And so we did a little ritual to recommend the new, welcome the new moon in. Um, and there is a new moon today at 2.01 p.m. Eastern Time, and I, rec I recommend you do a ritual. It's a very nice, juicy new moon. It's in Virgo at 17 degrees. So there's five of us, and we did it, and so two of us are working on healthy, getting healthy. One of them has earlier planets, so she's going to Weight Watchers this week on Monday the 10th. Uh, and I have, <laughs> mine are a little further in, and I'm going away for another week. <laughs> so I'm not going this week. I'll go next week. So we both had the same intention on the ritual, but we, we were implementing it on uh, different timings, right? Because she's going to join Weight Watchers this Monday, and I'm not doing it till next week because I don't really have time this weekend, plus I'm going away this weekend, and I don't want to have to 
not have the Spanakopica at Arlen's house in Martha's Vineyard. Um, so, yeah, it's really good Spanakopica. Um, but at any rate, we're all moving forward. So the, the, take time today, take time today to do a ritual around what you want to create. It's a very powerful moon in Virgo. And Virgo, of course, is the sign of habits and routines and rituals, your daily stuff, right? So it's something you want to really implement daily. And also then look at wherever Virgo is in your chart. Look at the outside of the lines where the numbers are. And anything, find 17 Virgo. And that's the house or the area of life that the new moon wants to activate for the next two and a half years. So you want to kind of use that energy. The other thing that happens this week is Venus leaves nice and polite Libra and she goes into Scorpio uh, and she gets much more intense, passionate, a little crazy, right? Because Scorpio Venus is considered its detriment. Now, I don't consider it a detriment myself because I have it in Scorpio. <laughs> so I've learned how to work with it um, in these many years of life of mine. Uh, but we can anticipate with the Kavanaugh nomination, of which we're looking at Roe versus Wade being overturned, and which he wrote a memo saying, you know, Roe v. Wade could be overturned. Um, we are going to see the women of Venus and Scorpio kick up. Okay, so kind of watch for that to happen this next week because Venus is going into intensity and the stakes are high for her. And she also has a number of really big aspects, including an opposition, including a square to the nodes of fate, rather, on the 16th, uh, which is next Sunday. So she's, she's big, and she also is opposite Uranus on the 12th, so we can expect some kind of explosions from her because she's an early Scorpio opposite Uranus and Taurus, or some kind of setbacks. Now, I'm putting my money on Kamala because she asked uh, Brett Kavanaugh, had he spoken to anybody at this law firm, and I'm thinking she's going to show up with somebody that he spoke to, so that even if he gets appointed, he has to recuse himself from anything related to Trump. But the other part, then, is he lied to her on his job application. And how do the other senators feel about being lied to to their face? So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. And the astrology is really fascinating for this confirmation hearing. Now, in your own life, watch where you're stepping forward. This, When Mars goes into uh, Aquarius, he's taking us back to, remember he was retrograde all summer in Aquarius, he's taking us back to those early years, and he's specifically taking us back to um, the 15th and 16th of May when Uranus went into Taurus and Mars went into Aquarius. And he is out of bounds. So he is uh, not behaving well. Uh, well, he's behaving the way he wants to is a better way to say it. Because remember, out-of-bounds planets can be home runs. You hit the planet over the fence, and everybody cheers and yells and great. The Yankee Stadium is fabulous. Or it can be a line drive into the stands 100 miles an hour and collapse somebody in the head, and they get carried out by the Yankees and taken off to the hospital. Blood and guts everywhere. So I'm thinking probably a little blood and guts in the next week um, <clears throat> as Mars changes and Venus changes you know, in close, in close coordination with each other. Plus, this new moon, um, and the new moon is in Virgo. I also have on my pod, on my website, if you want it, uh, a new moon ritual for Virgo. We did it last week just because my schedule was crazy. 
uh, but it's out there available if you want to go through guidance. But it's really simple. Just sit down, light a candle, say, you know, my intention for this area of my life is babap, and just kind of meditate on it and then go forward. Virgo is not about big flashy stuff. It's just, you know, a simple sitting and saying a prayer and then doing it because Virgo is all about the just do it energy of the world. Just do it. And, of course, last yesterday uh, we did see at the U.S. Open Serena getting into a big fight. There was a moon-Mars square or Venus-Mars square. Uh, Serena getting into a big fight with the chair umpire, being penalized a game, and then the other woman winning, but then crying because she got the game kind of, I mean, they were fighting really good, and very likely she might have won, but she got the game kind of handed to her, her first win, which is kind of a hard way to win. So everybody's booing, and then Serena says to everybody, stop booing, give give her her win, and then the chair umpire didn't show up for his prize. So obviously, (laughs) Venus Square Mars, Remember, that's a fighting energy. The feminine is not getting along with the masculine right now. So watch for that in your life. And then when Venus goes into Scorpio, trust me, she's going to get a little crabbier. And Mars is still out of bounds, and he's going to get more detached, but he's going to lose his strategy. Now he's going into the sign of words. So the strategy was set. You know, you watched Camilla set up Brett, and he went hamana, hamana, hamana in that little altar boy look of his. And then he came back the next day and he went, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, oh, yes, you did. Camilla's got the goods on you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so it's fun. You know, it's fun. We'll go, we'll go forward. We'll uh, see how this is going to play out. Astrology in action. Watch it in your life. All right. So let's talk about the week as a busy week. It's not as busy as last week and it's not as contentious as last week. But it's still a little out of control. And it will be until Mars goes back in bounds, which does not happen until the 24th, 25th of September. Okay, so that's when he calms down. The good news about Mars out of bounds is you all are able to hit home runs in your life. So start hitting those home runs and get them out there and knock them out, right? Knock them out into the world. And before we start the new moons, 30 seconds on uh, upcoming things. I'm speaking in Philly on September 23rd. I'm speaking in Tucson and OPA. There still are five spots left. Uh, It's great if you want to become a professional astrologer um, and uh, definitely sign up. It's It's a really excellent program. It does a lot in terms of training you, taking your picture, getting you up and running, and kind of getting you into a commitment mode about what your practice is going to be and how you want to do it. And then tonight, uh, I'm going to be loading up um, the information on the Tuscany trip next May. Uh, And lots of other stuff coming in Ann Orley, so check out my website. And uh, I know this is a free podcast, but one of the things that happens, nothing is a free lunch. I have Venus in Scorpio, Mercury Square Mars. Uh, Somebody wrote last week that they were annoyed that I was advertising so much. And I'm kind of like, really? Everybody's advertising. I advertised Mike Mancasey's book last week, and I know five people bought it. He's not going to mail me a dollar for every book. The world goes around with advertising, so that's why this program is free. Um, at any rate, no, uh, no apologies, no forward motion. And I have Mars out of bounds. So <laughs> my Mars is out of bounds in Capricorn. So right now, everything's flying. And I have a birthday on the 11th. I turned 64, um, and there's a Beatles song written about me, so I'm very excited about my upcoming adventure into a new chapter. Um, so happy birthday to me, happy Rosh Hashanah 
to our um, our Jewish friends. Happy New Year to them. Uh, it starts today and it moves forward into the week. Um, and I know we don't say Happy Yom Kippur, but um, I just kind of like this one because it makes you think about, you know, your your forward. If it was a New Year now, and it is kind of for me because it's my birthday. Um, but I also always feel like when we get into spring, it feels like it's a, it's like another a new beginning, uh, or not into spring, into fall. It feels like a new beginning. So, you know, give yourself that. Take advantage of that new moon, man. He is really juicy and very powerful. Lots of aspects in him that you can harness and use to your <clears throat> to create your best life. And if it's in your heart, it's in your chart. So if you think you want to do it, or you feel you want to do it, like if you've never wanted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, but you've always wanted to have your own business. Uh, you know, there we go. Don't climb Kilimanjaro. Go give yourself permission to have your own business. It's about harnessing the chart's energy because it whispers in your ear every day, every minute. All right, so the, today the moon is in Virgo, and there is a new moon uh, that happens at 2.01 p.m., and the moon in Virgo goes until 11.12 tomorrow, Monday, when it goes void with the trine of moon trine Mars which is moon trining that out-of-bounds Mars and Capricorn. It's void for about eight minutes, and then it goes into Libra Monday at 11.20, and it's in Libra Monday, Tuesday, and it goes void at 6.57 Tuesday night, uh, and it goes void with a square to Pluto. So it's going void with a little bit of an argument, and then it's void Tuesday night, and it's void on... uh, It's void all day until 2.15 on Wednesday. These are all East Coast times. And 2.15 Wednesday, it enters Scorpio. It's in Scorpio Wednesday afternoon, Thursday all day. And then it goes void Friday morning at 4.54 with a sextile of the moon sextile at moon in Scorpio, sextiling the sun and earth. So that's very fertile, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday. Friday, the moon is void all day. And then it enters Sagittarius at 8.54 p.m. Uh, Sag, that night, and it's in Sag the 15th, it's in Sag the 16th, and on the Sag moons, it's square to the sun. Uh, Sagittarius moon, square the sun in Virgo. Um, so we can anticipate as the hearings continue or as the nomination continues, this week will be a little contentious, um, especially when we get into those Libra moons the Libra moon with the moon square Pluto, uh, Tuesday, Monday after 11.20 and all day Tuesday. And forward we go. So the moons are interesting. The um, planetary aspects are interesting this week also because the personal planets, well, they had a fight. Uh, We watched it with Serena and the ref, and we watched it with the court this week fighting over women's rights and the rights of the people or the rights of what your belief is, Venus and Libra, what's your belief about the judiciary? You can do it that way too. This week the sun runs through uh, from 11, 17 Aquarius through 24, Aqu- I'm sorry, 17 Virgo through, I haven't had enough coffee, 17 Virgo through 24 Virgo. And the sun is busy this week. Most important, he has a really hard aspect with the nodes of fate on the 12th. And that's decision time, and you want to be really conscious about the decisions. And I'm here with dogs at the house, so you may hear dogs barking. Um, He has a really hard aspect with the nodes of fate on the 12th, asking you to make really important decisions. He also has a sextile to Jupiter on the 11th, uh, bright and early, and he has a sesquiquadrate to Uranus, uh, which is exciting, explosive, and unexpected. Sun is also parallel Chiron. 
right on the 13th. And that trine to Pluto on the 11th uh, gives him a whole power dynamic. Last week we had the moon and Mercury going through the grand trine in Earth. This week we have the sun going through it. Uh, and um, going through and aspecting the Pluto-Jupiter part of the grand trine, or the grand sextile, I guess. Um, and your job is to kind of go, oh, okay, this, is, this energy is incredibly potent. So it's a very strong week, a very strong energy in this week. Uh, sun parallels Chiron on the 13th, so there's a wounding. And then Eris, the goddess of discord, is incredibly active on the 16th and the 17th as she aspects the sun. Now, Eris, of course, in mythology, you know, has a bit of a bad rap, but what she usually does is she shows up when something needs to be changed because it's not going the way it should and people are being badly behaved. So Martin Luther hammering his theses on the wall, making the Lutheran church, Joan of Arc, you know, Kepler and Galileo saying, you know, the sun, oh, you know, the sun doesn't revolve around us, the earth revolves around it, printing the Bible because it let people read the Bible and learn for themselves and think for themselves. So that's the aspect towards the end of the week on the 16th and 17th. So kind of watch for that. It's going to be interesting. Mercury this week, very busy. Uh, he's moving quickly. He's running from 5 Virgo to 20 Virgo. And he's zipping through the heavens. And he has a number of aspects. Anything in your chart between 5 and 20 is going to have the Lord of Communications come and activate it. In the sky, he's going to be working with his buddies Mars and Jupiter at the beginning of the week, helping them take action strategically. Remember, Mars is out of bounds and Jupiter's in Scorpio, carrying the secrets. Mercury biquintiles the south node, so watch for important papers or communications to be released on the 11th. And the day before, on the 10th, watch for a fight over papers or documents. Mercury's sesquiquadrate Eris right? Big fighting, big fighting on the 10th. Then we have Mercury opposite Neptune on the 13th and sesquiquadrate Mars on the 14th, right? So Mercury is talking to Neptune and Mars and of course Neptune is deceit. It's, uh, it's also, it's spiritual path. It's also working for your dream, but because of the opposition, it might be you see something that you go, oh wow, that's not a great. That's not a great energy. Uh, and okay, how am I going to tackle it or take its steps to fix it? Sesquiquadrate Mars. Mercury is also sesquiquadrate Uranus. Now sesquiquadrates. We've got one, two, and he's also sesquiquadrate the nodes. We've got four sesquiquadrates with Mercury, which means stress energy around information you receive that you go, ah, you know what, what. And, you know, it's stressful, but then you have to take action, okay? So first with Eris, bad news around power dynamics. Then it's with Mars, what behavior has been taken. Then it's with Uranus, what needs to be changed. And then it's with the nodes, the south node of fate, okay? So big energy this week around communication. And you heard the moon days, which ones are good communications, which are bad. Once we get past that patch in the middle the 14th, where we have Neptune, Mars, and Uranus all being activated by Mercury. Watch for really important news then. Uh, we have Mercury trine Pluto. And Mercury trine Pluto says, okay, this is what I've figured out. Now, Pluto is in Capricorn. Mercury's in Capricorn. Mercury is on the United States world-sensitive point. 
1848 when that happens, uh, Virgo, and that is the 9-11 attacks. That is also the way the Pentagon got the cornerstone of the Pentagon got laid. And, of course, Washington, D.C. is just full of Virgo symmetry, and most of the major buildings were laid on a Virgo aspect, Virgo at 18 of um, 18 Virgo. Uh, so watch for that. That's going to be real important news around the nation, around the nation that week, this week, 13th to the 14th, to, to the 15th, really. Then Mercury has a sextile to Pluto. Uh, I remember Mercury and Pluto working together. Now, one, one of the things we were talking here, my, my good friend Christina, she's sitting here. Say hi, Christina. She's, she's, she's playing over there with her tarot cards. One of the things we were talking is she's wanting to invest in the stock market. And um, I had said, well, you want to watch for Jupiter-Pluto aspects. So we have a nice Jupiter-Pluto aspect this week with Mercury. And she goes, well, what do you mean? You know, like I said, well, you look for Jupiter-Pluto, and then you look for an IPO because they're going to go public, and you're going to make money. We're like, really? So what if the one doesn't happen? And I said, what will happen? And so she looked, and this week there's two IPOs coming out, <laughs> coming out on the Jupiter-Pluto aspect. So we were all discussing last night investing in them. Uh, so, yeah, so the Jupiter-Pluto, and, and I don't remember what the names were. Christina, what were their names? 111-NIO. They're both Chinese stocks, and one of them is out of where? One of them is like the Tesla of China. NASDAQ IPO is on there. Um, yeah, but so there's stocks going live this week. And this is actually a good week to invest on Jupiter-Pluto, uh, Jupiter-Pluto aspect, any Jupiter-Pluto aspect that's positive. Um, tends to make the stock really fly. And Mercury, yeah, even the stock market is run by astrology. Okay, you tell that to the stock market, guys, and suddenly astrology would be in. Um, so Mercury also aspects the nodes of fate on the 16th, making us have a fated choice. And a parallel series on the uh, 17th, offering us a new way of nurturing or caring. Venus this week, Scorpio, maybe Scorpio. She's going into Scorpio today, the 9th. And she's in passion, passion, passion until um, November 7th, I think it is, or January 7th. A long time. Um, yeah, December, no, January. I should have written this down. Yeah, she's in uh, Scorpio until January 7th. And you go, Venus is in Scorpio till January 7th? That's a long time for the girl to be in Scorpio. And it is because there's a big old retrograde coming. And Venus entered her shadow last week, uh, which I alerted you to, which meant the Venus issues are up. Of course, Venus in Scorpio is reproductive uh, issues because Scorpio rules the uterus and the bowels. Um, so we have a whole energy around that, and she's in Scorpio getting ready for her retrograde. She's in her shadow now, so we're already feeling her story. So she enters Scorpio, and she has a sesquiquadrate to Neptune on the 9th, suggesting you see something differently, and then she's in conjunct to Chiron on the 10th, which has a lot to do with uh, adjusting over healing, and then she has an opposition to Uranus on the 12th. Expect explosions. Venus opposite Uranus on the 12th. Now, mind you, she's going to square that Uranus three times. One, two, three, right? Because Uranus is in the heavens in Taurus, and she's going to go over him a few times. So we're going to have uh, some excitement with Venus as she plays with Uranus over the next few uh, months. So watch what happens with pass one. 
and that takes place on um, on the 12th. She's also in a happy aspect to Saturn because she's sextiling him and they're getting along. And, of course, Saturn turned direct last week in the morning uh, during the hearings uh, when Corey decided he was going to release the documents and then all the other Democrats, um, John Cornyn, threatened him with expulsion and Corey said, bring it on, it's my Spartacus moment. And then all the other Democrats said, we're going to release the documents too, so you have to kick all of us out. And so it went. Uh, Venus also this week has a really faded choice on the 16th. Uh, so you want to watch what that is because that's huge. And you want to make sure you pick wisely. That's uh, Mars this week, we know he went into Aquarius uh, on the 10th. It goes into Aquarius on the 10th. And then he doesn't go, he's not going very fast because he's still kind of moving forward slowly after his recent turn from retrograde. But he does have a sextile to Chiron on the 13th, offering an opportunity for wounding. Jupiter's exact sextile Pluto is September 12th at 3.55. As we mentioned before, watch for stocks. Or even if you just don't buy the IPO, just look at buying stocks as Jupiter sextiles Pluto because it's a good money-making aspect. It's a good day to ask your boss for a raise, too. Uh, Saturn trines Athena, uh, and he's really being very strategic, and he also has a square to Ceres on the 11th which is a little bit of struggle with the food. Now, in my case, it's my dedication to Saturn limiting series, my food this year, and losing some weight. Uh, Uranus, in conjunct series, is adjustments. That happens on Monday. That's an adjusting energy to how we nurture and what we do. And then Vesta enters Capricorn on the 17th, uh, which wants us to settle down and really get serious about building our nest. Uh, the rest of the aspects are pretty straightforward. Ceres also has a really nice aspect on the 16th to the nodes of fate. So that's a good day if you're trying to get pregnant. Mama Earth's willing to help you make a baby, and if you want to just start a business, that's a good time to do it. Uh, so that's it. Well, hopefully the broadcast quality is better on this because I use Sonia's uh, house phone instead of my cell phone. And we're going to sign off and go not jump in the pool because it's rainy and cold, but I think I'm going to go have a slice of apple pie for breakfast. <laughs> and I wish you all a good week. And uh, happy birthday to me. There's a song written about it, When I'm 64. I've been singing it the last couple days. Um, and I wish you all a great week and happy hearings and happy whatever you're doing. Fall officially starts with this moon in Virgo. Go kick some butt and do a, do a ritual. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello, hello?